Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing the topic of instituting quality from the middle. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Hello, Sean. How are you today? Very good, Les. How are you this fine April 25th? I'm doing doing pretty good. You know, it's the end of the month. You know, everything uh, gets uh, um, shoved up to the end of the month, and all of a sudden we're scrambling trying to figure out how to how to get things done all of a sudden, which annoys me if you can't tell. <laughs> you know, always at the end of the month trying to figure out uh, how to get things done. Why does the end of a period make people all of a sudden kind of compress things and try to get it done immediately. Hey, that might be a good topic, okay? Yeah. Does, does does time pressure for the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, does it make you more efficient and get things done? Or do you do you think you get things done, but they have poor quality? Yeah. You know? So uh, definitely, definitely an interesting topic. It just came to me. That is that is not our topic for today. Uh, just uh, when you said the end of the month there, it kind of – sparked in my brain, you know, as to how the, the, the day went and, and how, uh, you know, some of the employees view the end of the month, we're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off, you know, but, but our topic today is actually, um, uh, something that came in through, um, an email or actually it came in through my LinkedIn notice, uh, from one of our listeners. Um, it's and great to get listeners. feedback from our listeners. Love to see it. It is great to, great to get feedback from our listeners. And uh, this person actually uh, made a comment about our podcast, how much he enjoys listening to our podcast. Um, but in his, his message to us, he, he had something in there that just really um, kind of caught my interest and, and, and I really felt that it was something that we should probably – probably touch on and that is um i'm calling it quality uh instituting quality from the middle and so here's what i mean by that and 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 i know this happens in a lot of organizations and in fact in a prior life it happened to me uh Mm -hmm. you know in that i tried to institute certain things from the from the middle layer of the organization not necessarily things that were pushed from the top not necessarily based on requirements, but from the, from the bottom, but just as I saw it from what I had learned. And that's what, that, that's what usually happens is that somebody will either be trained or learned and knows what needs to happen in quality and reside and their job description. They reside in the middle of the organization. And then now they are here stuck between the two bread <laughs> And they're the meat in the between the bread, and and they're trying to you know institute quality from that point uh, in the organization. So I wanted to touch on you know some some activities or some suggestions surrounding that scenario. Yeah, I think that's a good topic because there there could be a lot of people that listen that that are in the middle of an organization. We keep talking about leadership and how uh-huh. and how the initiative and the understanding. Not necessarily the tasks, but at least the understanding and the buy-in has to come from upper management. And it would yeah. be great if it did come from upper management. The reality, though, is is just like you described. It's somebody that, that understands the new language of quality and thinks that the company could improve 
by instituting some programs and and managing with tools. Okay, so now how do you spread how do you spread that knowledge from the middle? So what, so what do you I think? think? That, well, I, I, one of the things that comes to mind is is the fact that can you institute some quality initiatives from the middle of the organization? Sure, you can. Yeah, I was going to say usually. Yeah, but usually it's going to be within your sphere of influence. Let's say you're a manager and you've got, you know, some some employees underneath you. Uh, can you start um, initiating activities to help uh, improve your department, understand the functions and activities within your department, uh, start initiating some lean concepts depending on where in the group you're at. Let's say if you're a manufacturing supervisor and you had some lean experience at another organization and you decide to use some of that in your sphere of responsibility in the manufacturing area, or if you're an engineering manager and you had some experience with writing some procedures and kind of formalizing some things, can you write that in your, again, your sphere of responsibility? Sure you can. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great start. One of the hopes would be that if you do it, and you show it to other groups and other people, maybe you can uh, get the organization to kind of uh, take on that mantra through seeing how well it worked for you. Now, I think I think you and I's opinion of that, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, but that's a tough hill to climb. You know, yeah. it, it, you're doing it in your area, uh, not necessarily worrying about how the information flows into your area, how it flows out of your area. Uh, but that's a, that's a tough way to institute quality, but can it be done? Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It is a tough way to do it. Um, if you are frustrated though, because you, you do know that what you've learned maybe at a, a week long or two week long or six week long class, mm-hmm. um, is beneficial, you know, and, and you're not getting traction outside of your group with your upper management, then, then really, the first thing you really need to do is institute it in your own little group. Right. And, and the reason that you know or how you know what is needed to be done is you listen to your people and listen to what kind of, I hate the word complaints, but what, what, what kind of issues arise as the workflow goes through your department. Right. So you can, you can institute corrective actions, you can institute um, procedures and, and all the tools that we've talked about you know, up to this point, you can institute those. And then if, as long as you can get your folks to operate under those rules, now people outside, so your inputs are not going to operate by the rules That's and, right. and, and your output isn't going to appreciate the quality of what you're putting out, or maybe they will appreciate it. They just don't, they just say, Hey, wow, this is great. These guys are giving us exactly what we want. Now we don't have any other, we don't have any issues. That's where, that's where then you, you have to build a, a program to bring that, initiative to the other areas. And, and to me, the best, the best area is the output of your area. So if you can clean up even the ills of what you're getting, if you're getting poor quality in, you clean that up, turn that around in a timely manner with good quality, and then you're handing it off to the next stage of the process in a good form. You can go to them and say, hey, look, at this is what we've done, and we're able to produce this much quality in this much time when we work together to figure out, you know, what's the, what's the best way to get the work through your area of the business? You know, oftentimes when, you know, you brought up at the beginning of that, the, uh, the fact that maybe, um, a person 
actually went off and got trained either on their own or their organization said, hey, this seems like a buzzword or a buzz activity. Let's just send somebody to it and, and have them learn about it, you know, within the back of their mind going, as long as it doesn't affect me, we'll just send them off. Mm-hmm. It'll be but good for happened, their uh, personnel file that they've gone to training. Yeah, yeah, they got trained in something. But what happens is, is um, and, and you talked about this a minute ago, the language of quality. When a person starts to actually understand that there's a whole world of uh, quality tools and initiatives and structures and layouts that can be uh, brought back in and used to help make your life, so to speak, better, uh, what happens is that is that manager actually becomes somewhat of an evangelist. Yeah. You know, they they they. They see the light, so to speak. And I know this kind of happened to you, you know, because you actually went off and did some uh, Lean Six Sigma training mm-hmm. at one of the universities here. And I remember talking to you uh, when you got back from that <laughs> and how excited you were of saying, Les, I understand what you're talking about now. I get it. Right. Why didn't other people do this? Why right. is this not this? Why is this not that? You were so excited. You were truly like, you were like, Preaching the word, baby. Preaching the word. You <laughs> well, know. You know, and that's and that's a a case where sure I had a title, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I managed a lot of people and a lot of organizations, and and I had people that instituted quality programs, maintained our quality system, and you know did all that, and and I learned when to nod my head and when to understand, you know, how much how much I needed to ask of what questions, but until I I actually learned the language. Boy, I could get engaged a heck of a lot more after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and really I, drive, I, and that's where I, you know I can really drive the changes and the qualities from that from that level of my you know, title because of what you guys and the, the rest of the team was able to do, and now I was able to understand the output and the benefit. Right, and, and so I think it, I think in your particular case, it kind of opened your eyes to the bigger picture. And not only the fact of, well, we all know from a business standpoint, yes, quality is important. Yes, quality is something we want to pay attention to. Quality, job one, you know, all the, all these mantras. Hey, I am a four guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I think knowing some of the details and some of the framework truly kind of opens your eyes to, you know, the the aspect of what's important about quality, which is the, the people, the culture, the tools, and the frameworks all together. And um, I just, I was so excited for you when you came back so pumped up about <laughs> all of that. And, you know, I, I, I'll never forget that. I, you know, I just, I'll, I'll never forget that when you came So is that, is that one answer? You were, well, because you were calling me up going, hey, I'm, I'm working on my lean project, on my project, and I'm laying out everything, and, you know, I got a project picked out, and yada, yada. You know, yeah, just, right. Of course, you were getting me all excited, you know. It's like, hey, man. But I guess the reason I tell that is because if you, if you were able to pick Nirvana and you're in the middle of the organization, it would be so beneficial for you to figure out a way to get some of your leaders trained in the basics of, of mm-hmm. continuous improvement and quality. 
so that they could understand. And I know that always the problem is, well, a leader in that role doesn't have time for that. You know, that's, and I think that is just bogus, yeah. uh, in my personal opinion. Um, because here's a, a person that's making decisions about the, the direction of the company. And the only way to make good decisions and good um, changes within the organization is to truly have a good feel of quality and all of its tool, all of its tools and, and, and the ways, the potential ways that you can implement quality. Quality, of course, is not a single linear path. You want to use the tools and the, and the, and the structure in ways that make sense for your organization. And it's not the same. Right. For every organization, right. and, and, know, and that's what people so you have should to have that toolbox. People should understand. You're right. As as a leader, you need you need a toolbox. And and the thing is, you don't necessarily need to swing the hammer in your toolbox. You need to right. you need to know what the hammer is, and you give it to the right person. And you know so what it's going to do if they do it. Exactly. But you don't have to do it. Exactly. And that's yeah. where that's where I would I would always scoff at a leader saying, "Oh, I don't I don't have time for that." Well, oh, what is important? I guess that's. That's the bottom line, and and I did read. And I wish I could quote whoever I uh, I heard that this statement from was, or maybe I read it in an article where if people say that they don't have time or they're too busy to get something done, they have no um, uh, goals, they have no organization, and they have no way to plan their own day. Never mind yeah. anything else. If you say, oh, because what happens if you say, oh, I, I didn't have time to get that done, or I don't have time to get that done, well. You're obviously responsible for it if you are, in fact, responsible for it and you say you can't get it done, it's because you're not trying to figure out how to plan. You can always get it done given time. So right. set the time, set the plan. And so when it comes to something like this where you've got a team and a product that is moving through your organization and the word quality gets overused because I think it's just almost – Generic right now, but but if you think about it, the, the product that has to come out that comes out of your organization needs to be of a certain quality so that you don't have further costs, further time wasted, you know, fixing it or, right. or repairing it or doing it over again. So to me, that's one of the most important things you need coming from your area of an organization and from your company as a whole. Yeah. So going back to what we started out discussing um, at the beginning of this, which would be the scenario of a person trying to institute quality from the middle of the organization, their best bet is to, you know, make changes within their sphere of responsibility. I think if, if you really want to try and take it further than that, your best bet is to do it within your sphere and then present to the organization two things, what you've learned and why you're doing it. And the second is what good it did. The benefit. Yes. Yeah. The benefit yes. prove to them what you were just able to do, then extrapolate from there saying, trying to convince some of the leadership people to take a general class in quality or some sort of, you know, overview of quality. There's lots of consultants out there that would be happy to spend, you know, you know, a couple days presenting some basic, you know, functions and activities going over, you know, uh, things like value stream mapping, Kaizen events, things like that. But I think at least if you have a, an understanding after seeing a, a benefit in a single department that you might be able to get some buy-in that direction, hopefully get leadership um, excited about it and let it propagate from top down. Because 
the next step is the fact that, okay, you fixed your area, but now how is the organization going to take that and expand it further so that it truly drives uh, drastic changes, improvements, or cycle times across the complete value stream? Mm -hmm. Because that's really where the golden nuggets are going to be, is when you can do that all across the board, um, where you can take you know, cycle times down by, you know, 60, 70, 80%, um, where you can improve quality hand over fist, uh, because you're now starting at the beginning of the organization and doing things all the way through. And you're doing it through the, the hourglass of looking at a value stream map that represents the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good way. It's a good way of, uh, of summing up what, what, we think, and I completely agree with you, uh, could be done an avenue, an avenue that could be done. And I, and I like, uh, everything there that you said to show, you know, what you're doing in your small capacity to, uh, and I'm not crazy about the word. Hopefully I, I use hopefully uh, in a whole lot of other places. So I'll call you out on that one less. Well, but, but, but wait a minute, but wait a minute. The, the only value you hope is because you're trying to manage up. Well, yeah, and, but the thing and, is, you know how to manage up. Well, you, you, you had yeah, a manager. theory, I do. <laughs> you, show, you show the benefit and you show uh-huh. the cost savings and the time savings and the benefit. And you hope that you don't have idiot leadership. Hey. <laughs> and you don't, I'm just going okay. to say it right now because they exist. All right. I'll tell they you. exist. And I was going to come in. I was going to come in with a. a uh, oh, no. I'm sorry to derail your comment. Quotes, there, no, no, that's all right. I can keep my train of thought. On the, on the hope thing. <laughs> but, uh, well, that, that was that was my point is showing right. benefits, cost and schedule, tangible, tangible, and especially financial if, you, if you're in a publicly traded company, especially um, financial benefits. But you have to be careful also. Is that when you've got a leader, and and I've got experience with this, that I guess understands something, or was 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 maybe given a a one hour seminar on quality and and yeah. uh, lean, and the CEO then comes out to four hundred people in an auditorium and says, "Well, I've got a program. We're going to do. It's going to call T fifty. Everybody sitting in the stand. What, what's T fifty? We're going to do everything we do fifty percent faster than we do it now." <laughs> and we're all like, uh, what? <laughs> and basically, that's what it was. It was a banner. It was a banner. We're gonna. We got this program T fifty. There was no training. There was no explanation. There was no. So that person didn't get it at all. Did not get it at all. So not at all. So okay. Be, I would see, say be see, careful. See, so idiots exist. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, these these. It's kind of. I keep going back to this. It's it's kind of like weight loss. <laughs> it's kind of like weight loss. Everybody wants the magic pill. Yeah. So leadership wants the magic pill on how to make things better in their organization. Just like large people want the magic pill on how to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I said that in the last podcast. There's no magic. Yeah. There's two things. <laughs> you eat better and you exercise. Right. And w- which is summed up into one word: work. Work. That's it right. Takes work. It takes work. Yes. You're exactly right. You know, so so these 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 leaders that wanna do these what was one of Deming's um deadly sins or fourteen points, I can't remember what it was, but slogans, you know. Oh yeah. Slogans are terrible. They're they're a problem. They 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 
make it to where you miss the forest through the trees. And, mm-hmm. and in that example you just gave right there, mm-hmm. that gentleman did not get it. No. He was hoping to slap uh, a, a slogan out in front of everybody, and everybody was just all of a gonna all of a sudden going to start working fifty percent faster. Really, you know why would anybody think? Well, I've been slacking all this time. I better go fifty percent faster because <laughs> all of a sudden I can. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's like really. That's a good one. That's a, that's that's a good one. Mm. I mean, that's truly not understanding your organization. That's truly not understanding. Uh, how to uh, implement a true true change, you know? Yeah. And I guess thinking, I mean, if we think through that, and you're if getting you're me all excited here, I know I can see that. <laughs> yeah, your face is even turning red. Um, <laughs> you know, think, thinking through this though, his management team leadership it was a hit, it was a he. So his his leadership team, you know, what could they have done? What could his middle managers have done to help him through this? Yeah. You know. Hey, okay, we, we saw your, your T50 program and, and everything's going to be done 50% faster. Why don't we reshape this in looking at tools? Somebody in the organization must have had some kind of training in Lean Six Sigma. So how, how could they have managed a, a plan to help their boss and the, the big shot in the company um, succeed in that slogan, although yeah, I don't really hate. Yeah, you know, I agree with your slogan is so bad. But the thing is, there there would be a, would have been a way to salvage salvage that program um, if people were able to step up, whether from the middle or from higher levels in the organization. You know, I'm not sure it, it's the right thing, or if I necessarily like it. I don't know if it's if it's that much of a problem for a leader coming out and saying, "Look, for us to be competitive in the market." And for us to be able to survive the environmental activity that's going on right now, we need to be 50% faster. So how can we do that? Go. You know, and his leaders should have come back with saying, you know, um, if, you know, if they weren't, let's say if they weren't any sort of, you know, lean environment or Six Sigma scenario, hey, we could set up teams and tackle these types of items. You know, if we, if we approach it with, you know, some sort of, of uh, tiered down process where we pick all the big items or the big rocks because we've done some work or some investigation or we approve the projects from our employees and we start this initiative or that initiative, um, you know, they could then start making a plan for how they could, they could tackle something like that. So I don't necessarily think that would be a, a, a bad approach to, to go with, but uh, uh, you know, I think just throwing it out there and just leaving it as a slogan, you know, if he did that or not, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, there's uh, nothing unfortunately ever happened from it. And uh, so it was just a banner that just stuck out. Yeah, for the next because two years and nobody did anything. Yeah, with it. he wanted something to change. He needed something to change. I guess he was feeling the pressure. Yeah, but, sure. Okay, so even take that though. Then let's let's use that in along with the topic that we have. So if you are middle management uh-huh. and you and you understand lean. Don't start off with a slogan. Don't start off with with no. a goal. You know that 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 end byproduct goal of hey, we need to be cheaper, faster, stronger. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure that when you implement it, you're implementing it from basically the bottom up. Teaching, teaching uh-huh. how to how to eliminate waste, how to measure um, progress, and and uh, you know, nonconformances, things like that. So you know, just pick 
pick a couple, since it's only you and you're driving it, pick a couple of, of areas where you want to see improvement first and then, and then nurture it. Nurture yep. it. Don't just overlay a, a program that you've devised in your spare time that you can lay on top of the existing, existing uh, process that you have in the organization. Uh, nurture it from the beginning and change it right from the entry point to your, to your uh, department. So one of my one of my thoughts or questions to that is is should that person fly under the radar when they're doing something like this? No. My my impl, in, in, my inclination would be somewhat. Well, and and I said no real fast. You, you know what I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying there though. You should be clear as to why you're doing what you're doing to your people because right. you to don't want people. Yeah, to your people. Yeah, to the people yes. that you're changing. And you yes. don't have to tell them, "Hey, don't tell anybody we're doing this." You can say, no, don't yeah, do that. This, this is the change that I want to see in my organization, and yeah, the reason is my group. Yeah, yeah, and the reason is you know because we we should be able to do better, and if we do better, we'll be able to you know whatever the whatever the byproduct outcome is of mm-hmm. a lean system and process improvement. Now, of course, leadership should understand the danger to that starting to happen is what if it happens all over the place? So let's say you're a, a large company like, um, you know, GE or something like that, and all of a sudden you had silo initiatives going off all over the place because this person learned something here and this person learned something over here, and they're doing improvements in their areas. Depending on what level of the organization, that could be good or it could be bad. So, you know, if, if you're, if it depends on wh- whether you're interacting with other groups down at that level in the organization. So that's, yeah, that's where you got to be a little bit careful. Let, let's, yeah, let's be specific on this. You want to make changes on what you are doing through your process. Don't make changes on how the output looks. Mm-hmm. That, that is the input for somebody else. So I'm, you know, I'm just thinking if, if you're doing something and you generate some form that's four pages and it's six columns wide and, you know, it's got 150 different pieces of information on it, don't, don't say, hey, I'm going to make this better where it's one page and it's, you know, three columns of all the information we use to supply, but it's, it's grouped in a different way. And I'm going to hand that off to the next, to the next group because, hey, that, that's better for us. Well, what you might have done is make things better for you and your organization or your, your area of the organization and passed off something to somebody else that they say, Hey, they're not giving us what we need anymore. And it might just be exactly what they need, but they don't know it because it's different. Cause it's different. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yep, that's so, exactly right. And since you're doing it in the middle of the organization, that was your only way of handling the situation, yeah. but you're right. You could be breaking something else right. while fixing your stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah so what we're talking about is, you know, if you're in the, if you're in a purchasing group, if you're in a person group and, and you're receiving material and then you're moving it from where it's received to where the data is entered to, you know, someplace else. If, if there's if there's processes that are wasteful in the general management of your business, then, yeah, fix those first. Right. So I would think, you know, to summarize this this whole discussion, I think I think this probably um, happens more times than not. Um, I'm willing to bet. I would bet. Uh, that yeah. There's, uh, yeah, I would bet there's a lot of people out in a lot of different organizations, large and small, that are you know in a scenario where they know something needs to happen, um, but they're not sure about uh, how to get something rolling, uh, what they should do about it, and they're getting frustrated, mm-hmm. and so they're either just up and leaving uh, because you know they can't get any ears to to listen or 
they're just then just dealing with it and don't, you know, take it further. But I think some of the suggestions we had here today, you know, would encourage you to try and, you know, show the organization what could be done. You should at least try that. Yeah. And you, and you do need support uh, yourself. So if you can find others in your own company that are of like mind and understanding of, of these process improvement tools and things like that, you know, talk to them, bounce things back and forth. And then if you have nobody in your own organization, you know, find a friend, you know, either in a trade association that you belong to or, or a neighbor or something like that, that, you know, might not be in the same type of business, but quality is, is across all organizations, all businesses. So uh, I'm sure you can run across somebody that has the same situation going on um, that would like to bounce things off you or, or allow you to bounce things off of them. That's kind of how we started, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, why don't we go ahead and end right here? Uh, I hope everybody uh, has enjoyed this episode, and we will be back with everybody again next week. Sean? Yeah, take care, Les. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.